was putting the <sighs> questions together for Christmas special today by accident. Welcome to the Lazy Citizen of Progress with Unity podcast, and uh, this is the one following the international break, so we're all a bit bored, aren't we, Greg? Mm, uh, yeah. How are you doing? Good yeah. evening. Uh, all right, you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very good. Good stuff. Gareth? Fine, thank you very much. Great. Rob? You've a story to tell us after us because we forgot last week, didn't we? To ask you after offer. Ah, it's developed. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, but in a, in a non entity where you're going to be, it, that's again probably going to bore you. Yeah, built it up. And it's well, tell, tell us the exciting <laughs> bit and then you can let us go in oh, gently. We've got Jack. Hi, Jack. Evening. Making your debut this evening. Yep. Yeah, centre midfield. Yes, I'd like it. That's yeah. a small diminutive midfielder. Well, I didn't like mentioning that. Somebody said as the Oompa Loompas are out. He's only been here. Yeah, a bit of crack, you know. A bit of crack, get it, lamming it all, get it moving. Not coming back after this. There's that bit crack in it, it's only a piece of fork. It's five foot ten, so it's not exactly small, is it, you know? It's more like seven. Oh, well, should try and build you up here. There's mad views. Everyone's in clip. Give some shoes made out of Lego now to run around. Oh, all right, mate. Hiya, Barry. Yeah, been talking to one of our ex-reporters, haven't you, in the week, Mr. Ashes. Oh, yes, me and Harold had a little uh, exchange, yeah, yeah, over the weekend, it was interesting. It right. followed on from uh, some of the things we were just discussing last week. Second yeah. finest journalist the Observer's ever had is Alan Ashes. Uh-huh. He's the first thing, Greg. Yeah. Oh, I don't know to say. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? Yeah, he's a good Hiya, Paul. Yeah. Hiya, Paul. How are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Very well, thank you. And Dan. Hello. Hey, these things all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Barry. Okay. Yeah. Conspiracy theory about you, but I'm not gonna mention it on a I'm saying nothing. Okay then. <laughs> we'll just build to it. Right, I thought we'd start off, we always said it's the international break. I thought we'd start off just by looking back at the internationals. Um not a big fan of them when there's nothing at stake myself to be honest. I don't like the friendlies they bore me. But I watched the Chile v England game last Friday. Just because uh, we had a bit of interest from the lattice, didn't we? John Bossagio were playing. And to be quite honest, I thought Chile looked like uh, us last season. Very much reminiscent of the way we played. Nice. They're a bit well, more physical, I thought. They didn't get yeah. any daft goals, though, did they? Well, they nearly did. <laughs> they nearly did. They had some. some uh, they kept clean sheet at Wembley, which we did as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Two things across. But they had a decent striker, which uh, sort of helps out, doesn't it? You used to love Corne, don't go about chatting there. Well, no, I still do, I still, yeah, but I mean, it, that, um, that guy they've got up front, something special, yeah. isn't it? Sanchez. That guy on the other left wing was something special, isn't it? Should have scored. Should have scored. So, did you watch it? I almost done, on and off. You know, when you've got something on in the background. Yeah. You know? But it was alright, and um, I thought Gene did alright. Uh, it was a crunching tackle on Jack Wilshire. It's always nice to see, isn't it? Yeah. Fair play to Wilshire actually came out after it because the journalists were on a bit of a witch hunt saying, oh, isn't it disgusting, what a disgraceful tackle? And he said, no, I said, we well, should be doing more than that. Um, you know, it breaks the play up. I said, yeah, it's games and shit, but you know what? Look at the 1 2 0 at the end of the day, it works. <laughs> did Buster Joe get booked for that? He did, yeah, I think, didn't he? I also think he did get booked in the game, but I don't know if it was for that. Yeah, it's bad enough. <laughs> it's it's bad. Well, did you make it, Gareth? Did you see it? Sanchez was brilliant, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I only saw about the first 50 minutes of it, but Chile were by far the better team, weren't they? Kept the ball well, didn't they? Passed Kept it around superbly, yeah. yeah. I thought KL was awful for England, but I always think he's awful anyway. 
Rob, what do you make of it? Yeah, I thought it was, well, it was alright, it's a decent enough game to watch, but Jean Bozzi's on a very good game, if only he could finish. If only, if only he could finish, he probably wouldn't be playing with us. Yeah, well, he? he wouldn't, but <laughs> he, get, he gets himself in some good positions. Again, Alexis Sanchez was man at match by country mile. First, first time I've seen him have a good game, that, in about eight attempts of her dot. He's been built up and built up, and he's always disappointed me for Barcelona, yeah. but yeah, I was impressed. Who's the boss of Chile? Do you know? No idea. He must have gone to the same school as Martinez, Jack, because I think they, they played very similar. Yeah, 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 they kept the ball well, and you know, again, the usual media going, "Oh, that's how we should play. That's how we should play." And, you know, getting going over the top with losing a friendly game is put it on the ridiculous at times. I think. Yeah, yeah. Bloody journals. Journals, <laughs> And then we moved on to, on to uh, the Germany game, mate. Did you watch that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I didn't. I didn't watch the Chile game. Uh, it was on. It was on. I was actually doing a job application last night. So I didn't bother. Well, yeah. it was on, but you know. Yeah. I tell you what, I was struck by. We're talking about journalists and that now. How they did the, the ITV did something which was more, far more interesting than the actual game turned out to be. I think. Put an ad break up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did something about what would have happened if Germany had won the World Cup, and uh, we would have taken over Germany's record. Uh, sorry, if they had won the World Cup in cities. And I think it was the most stupidest thing. It's a bit like saying what would happen if, if Germany had won the war, yeah, isn't it? Correct. What, what, what are they talking about? It was absolutely ridiculous. You know why? Because ITV is crap. It's absolutely shocking that. Mm. Uh, I agree with you. Commentators, Andy Townsend, the worst in match analyst I've ever heard. I think that's another reason why I don't watch these uh, internationals now, midweek internationals and that. Because it just, nothing holds me interest. Such as like, if I go out to a pub and watch the Latics, if I can't go to the away games, we'll actually listen to radio commentary. Because it's far better. It's more exciting. It get, gets, you know, it, it grips you. And, uh, but last night, when it comes in. <laughs> like that, yeah. yes. But, but last, last night, though, I was just, I, like I say, it was on, I was doing something, and it just did not grab my attention at all. Do you watch it, Paul? I thought Pudsy Bear had a cracking game on Friday. <laughs> no, <come> on. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs, but in our house, children in need beating international football. You and Grant Saltland, eh? Well, was he watching children in need? Well, it was either watching that or Peppa Pig, one or the other. One would have been watching England. I was, I was out getting food poisoning, actually. Uh, <sighs> no, I, I listened to bits of last night on the radio, but yeah, international friendlies. And, I think they're exciting until you hit about 25 and then you realise that it's just the same old non-stand off. Because neither team put out a full squad anyway, didn't no, they? No, neither team really cared about the game. <laughs> they're just going for a run out. Yeah. yeah. I thought Lola was doing well over both games. He was the, yeah. the shiny one. And Townsend was quite good as well, yeah. Andros, not Andy. Yeah, Andy Townsend. Crap. Oh. <laughs> Absolute crap. There was, um, there was a. I'm trying to think what the thing was. There was a. Somebody tweeted a comment about ITV commentary reaching a new low. I think it was somewhat, somewhat around just before Germany scored. Did Joe Hart pull off a really good save? Yes. And yeah. he went, "Oh, that saves saved his career or something like that." Thirty seconds later, goal down. Right, great. What use was that then? See, I didn't understand all the people taking the mick out of Joe Hart because he had a really good game. Out of everybody on the pitch, he made about three or four good saves. It could have been 
Well, that, is that the Germany game, is it? Yeah, sorry, yeah. the Germany game. Yeah, no, I agree, a lot of people had a go in for coming out and he clattered Chris Smalling, but at the end of the day, that, he ended up clattering Chris Smalling, so, you know, it was quite a good move. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it true that we didn't manage a shot on Turk in 90 minutes? Latics are in well, See, this is at the bit, isn't it? Because he hit the post, and Roy Hodgson yeah. said he hit the post, which is technically on target. It's not on target, is it? We've had this debate. Not hitting the target? It's not on target, because it's... If it hits the post and goes in, then, yep, you have that as on target. If it's the post and come out, it's not on target. Because it missed. No, no, no. If it's the post that goes in, is it on target? Yeah, yeah because it's the goal. goal. That's just the same thing. Because it's going to shot and it's going wide. Flexing. Fire the post. On target, fire the post. They should have a new category. See what you've started now, Dad. But it's interesting that the bit, a lot of stats websites won't list uh, penalty kicks as shots on target, which I find quite strange. Mm. Yeah, so you can you could score a penalty and you'd have no shots on target. Why is that? Well, you've just had a shot on yeah. target. What if you yeah. yeah. score the ball? It's Chris Waddle. Is that zero shots on target or two? One. No, because it's got to be shot on target. How can it? How can it? Kick that ends up, or an hit, or an head, or whatever, oh. that ends up in the back of the net. What if it hits the post? Without being interfered with, <laughs> not be a shot on target. Okay. People making nonsense and jobs for the <laughs> bean counters. Let's move on from England and uh, look at my, perhaps my favourite international side, Honduras. Roger Espinosa went off and, and took Garcia with him. They, went, they played in the States last night, didn't they? They played against Ecuador. Ecuador, and they had a very entertaining 2 2 draw. Have you seen how many 2 2 draws that is, Barry, in the last six games for Ron I think that's three to the last six games. Too Good grief, Rob, that's. Yeah, uh, a win of a draw the Wigan connection with like a 2 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's that. Desmond. Espinosa played it as well, didn't he? Yeah. He did. And yeah. I think when Carlos Garcia also played, and Wilson Palacios was sent off. Oh. Uh, and uh, last night, James MacArthur and James McLean also came on substitutes uh, for the respective nations, Scotland and Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland away in Poland, he came on late in the game, but apparently had a, had a good run and he was uh, introduced. So we'll draw a line under the internationals and we'll move on. Greg, Will Keane. Will Keane. Mm. Mm. Is he going to be coming? Will Keane. Yeah, looking so. Spoke to Coyle yesterday, which listeners will know. Tuesday, and he said he was open in the next 24 hours. His understanding was that it was going going to go through today, Wednesday, hopefully Thursday, maybe confirmed. So it's it's there, isn't it? I think um, probably won't go on the record with the name, but I think everyone knows it's who it is. But um, yeah, he, he seemed quite excited about him. Said he's a very good young player. He's had a long time out injured. He's um, you know he made his debut for United in 2011, I think it was under Fergie. Uh, Ferguson's always championed him, said he's going to be a really, really good player. Uh, but then he had a cruciate ligament injury um, and had a lot of time on the sidelines and he spent the whole last year out. So it'd be a perfect opportunity, I think, for him to get some game time. And, and the last time we got from United on loan wasn't too bad neither, was he? So. He wasn't, no. No, and he Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won the FA Cup. Yeah, he did. And uh, he was away with his under 21s, hadn't he? And he had a good, yeah. good win. He didn't he, play, he, though. He didn't, he didn't score like a lot of Wigan fans seem to be thinking last night. <laughs> but he couldn't understand why they were mistaken. Oh, it's his twin brother. He doesn't like him, Rob. Well, it's still his twin brother. They're both keen, aren't they? 
It was. So try it. Try that one. Try that one. It's alright. Well, see, that's another good thing for him as well as a journalist. He's another another person whose last name we can make a pun out of. Yeah. Which is what we look for first and foremost. Not different, you know. <laughs> well, I think the old Salmon was my favourite Wigan player. <laughs> I, I think the whole point of that story, what was on the front page, back page of today's post, is just a ruse for headlines. Yeah. Because now you've dropped his name into the fray. Yeah. And so tomorrow it's going to be Will Keane, won't he? Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Oh, bugger. Needs to get back to the printing press, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, talking about loanees from Man United, Gareth's uh, picked a little bit of information up this evening. He's been coming in, haven't you? Yes, when I was driving here, they were, I was listening to BBC Radio Manchester and they were advertising their, their talk show, uh, Red Wednesday, which is the show where they talk about everything Manchester United. And they're saying that because Manchester United have got so many injuries to their midfield players, there's a possibility they may have to call Nick Powell back from his loan spell at Wigan Athletic. Do you not mean that they field That's why they call him. What injuries have they got there? Apparently, Fellaini's injured and Cleverley's injured. Fellaini needs a wrist operation. <laughs> I wonder why. Come in his hurt. Come in his hurt. We don't, we don't swim here, we just make awful crude jokes. Sorry, Jack, go on. Yeah, I think Anderson's injured and there's a couple of other characters obviously out for six to eight weeks. Anderson never plays though, does he? No, he's going out on loan, the thing, in January. Cleverly's yeah. injured, not serious though, is it? It's only he played last night, he yeah. didn't seem that bad. I know, so I mean, he's, he can't be too bad. So he got subbed after seven to the Inter. I was actually yeah. watching it for that minute. <laughs> 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 right, so, no, I think... I, I, I doubt it, I think it's just Radio Manchester. It'd be a bit of a blow if he did go back, wouldn't it? Uh, quite a blow. Is it to give him a talking point, maybe? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think, you know, there's obviously a chance, and he's obviously playing very well at Wigan, Radio Manchester yeah. follow Wigan regularly, so they'll know that he's yeah. doing really well. So, you know, it's just an issue for them to talk about. I mean, I suppose, to be honest with you, if, if we were, if we had a couple of injuries and, you know, one of our top midfielders was out alone somewhere, it's something we'd bring up, I suppose. So. What do you mean, like Dicko? Yeah, well, we'll time will tell, Gareth, won't it? Time will tell. Oh, time will tell. I hope it all comes back because he's, well, I think he's been outstanding. It's just yeah. a star player, isn't it? Yeah. Class wise. It's a toss up between him and Barnett for me. But he really, really carried us, didn't he, when the two strikers were in? Just, you know, I don't know where those sort of Considering he's, he's 19 and he steps up to the place, he's yeah. just. Never, never played striker before, never played above League 2 level before, apart from one game. Mm. So, you know, he's done, he's done brilliantly. It'd be, yeah. it'd be a big, big hit, but I think it's just speculation at the minute. Yeah. Uh, there was somebody uh, commented the other day on one of the uh, message boards I was ring, uh, reading about, about Powell saying, can't understand why everybody blows smoke up his ass because he's not, he's not the, uh, the be all and end all. He's the same people who'd rather lose under Martin as the well, man on the coil. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, just mentioned uh, Rob about Newer Dicko. Going off, he's gone off to Rotherham. Does that surprise you at all? Uh, not really, I think. I don't mean the fact that he's gone off somewhere, but gone to Rotherham with him being a League One club. No, I think what I've seen of him, and like I said, I don't like criticising our own players, is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's lovely. I, I mean, if he's a professional footballer, I'm getting my boots back out. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't rate him at all, and I'm not picking on the lad. Just don't think he's good enough. Certainly not at championship level. Getting him some game time in league one, see if he can find his feet in that league. Uh, he's, when his contract runs out in the summer, good riddance. I, I slightly disagree with, with the view that um, 
Dickers and all that. I mean, I've not seen him, and I don't th- how, has any Wigan fan really truly seen him in a, per- in a period of games for Wigan? I mean, he, you know, he's, he's, had, he's, he's never had, he's, had a period he's, of games. He, that's the thing. He's, he's had a spell at Blackpool. He seems to do okay. You know, a couple of spells at Blackpool. He seems to do okay. Nothing amazing. You know, he's, I, I think people always seem to list him as a striker. I always thought he was a winger. Mm. I always thought he was you know a wide man by by trade, and it just seems to be that he. A lot of players have seemed to have got the chance at Wigan, and he just seems to be nowhere near. I mean, maybe he isn't because he's good enough. Maybe that's because what that's genuinely what Coyle thinks, and he doesn't think he's good enough. But I just think that Blackpool spell almost gets ignored, and I'd have liked to see him go out at this level. I mean, someone like Fraser Five has gone out at this level, so I don't see why he couldn't have possibly gone to a someone down at the bottom of the table, so they're not helping another team. Yeah, Millwall were apparently interested. Mm. That's yeah. what I read. Um, it's, it's ten goals in thirty-six games. Steve Evans has said to say that he wants to use him as a striker. He says, he, he says I know a lot of people see him as a wing, but I see him as a striker. So, interesting to see if he can, if he can play yeah. a problem. I mean, you mentioned Blackpool. Uh, he scored a few goals, but I've spoken to a few people at Blackpool and they weren't too impressed with him. But I think they maybe were comparing him to Manaman who went there and stole the show, mm-hmm. really. Um, I agree, though. I do agree. We've not seen enough for him. Um, I mean, the last thing we saw of him was against Maribor. It came on against Maribor in the 92nd so like, minute. That's like two minutes. I think that's what annoyed a few people with him yeah. because he, we, went, we went through it with three on one and was it Barn? It didn't pass to him. Yeah. And oh, he yeah. really, really, really yeah. kicked off and had a tantrum. And I, I remember I didn't see it, but apparently Coyle, someone told me Coyle was just glaring him. But we've not seen him since then. So since whether it's an attitude thing to maybe level him, I don't know. Possibly. And yeah. since he pretended he was injured at Macclesfield last season, I don't know what that was all about. There was something not right yeah. about that. I mean, like I said, best of luck to him. But. What yeah, I, I, I've seen I don't think we've seen him at a consistent level, but again, you know, whether, whether that's the reason we're not to see him at a consistent level is because neither two managers have rated him. And, yeah. and right. maybe the problem where if managers are not sure where what his position is, he doesn't know what his best position is yet. Maybe if he gets played consistently in the right position, we've got a lot of competition. We've got three mm. three wingers. Yeah. He's, he's not going to get a kick, is he? Here this season. Two managers have. I've been and gone and well one's been and gone one's been and stayed at the moment but he's not really got much of a chance under two of them so Martin has really rated him when he brought him in though really rated him I remember watching him in the pre-season at Preston when he came on for a bit and he looked mm-hmm. he looked good but again he looked like he had bags of pace which is is it just another Albert Creaser like, David good. Jones would look well class that game <laughs> though as well yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But he's, he had some good games though didn't he he, no, he wasn't a bad player, but again, <coughs> just showing against a yeah. poor, poor Preston side. Yeah. Anyway, I could have looked half decent. I couldn't. I'd have all right. I developed my position, didn't I? PWUFC. Preston, though, innit? Right, so New Dickel, good luck to him. He's there till the 11th of January. He might get extended, it might not, who knows. Anything else on the old rumour mill, Greg, that you can or can't tell us about? Yeah, they've. Someone at the club was telling me they had this bloke down at the club this week. He's been knocking around trying to add, add pieces of metal to players and badgering people to come down and talking to his dictaphone. <laughs> and you know what they said? Use your finger like anybody else. Was it, yeah, I don't know, something, uh, you know, coming, coming down and doing this recording every Wednesday at the library, you know, I must be really freaked out, you know. The captain voice, he was really, really disturbed about him. I don't know who he was, so if anyone knows anything, um, just, just get in touch. That is a quite a big guy, big by I mean big stature, good looking. That's not right. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I lost me. Whilst Greg's talking about 
rumours and things. Have we heard any more about Ivan Ramis? Yeah, no, we have. Yeah, um, he's back in full training now. Been back in full training for a few weeks. Uh, he's played three games. He didn't play on Wednesday for the, for the reserves in a five-four thriller against Preston. Sorry, development squad. But yeah, he's played three games. He's coming to, but he's not. You know, he's still a couple of weeks off. The yeah, well, there was a rumour floating around that he was not playing because he was going to be in the squad on Saturday. But I just thought, no, he's not. He's, yeah, he I, I thought that maybe more just. Not trying to push I, 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 Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. Coyle said to me, is that words to me, which are in tomorrow's paper, uh, with that he wants, when he comes back, he wants him back, not to throw on for 20 minutes at the end, he wants him back for the long term, he wants him starting yeah. games, he wants, people, he wants him pushing people. I mean, I went down the other day to like, speak to Boyce and a couple of other players, and I didn't speak to Ramis, he, he walked past me, he was doing something with the club website, but he was in really good spirits, him and Gomez walking around joking and he gave, gave a good interview on the club website which is up now I think but so I mean he, he wants to, I mean there's a lot of rumours he wants to go back to Spain it's not the impression you get when you listen to him um, the thing is if you've been through the trauma that he's been through with rupturing his knee and then the rehabilitation which is you know every player that goes through that says about how lonely it is you know go through that in a foreign country and, and, and you're exacerbating that problem and He's going to be feeling a bit down, but like you say, if if now he's like you say joking with Gomez, if he's now back into reasonable fitness, and he's starting to think, hang on, my career's coming back here, and and I what I enjoy doing, and suddenly I can walk without it hurting and things like that. So maybe he is quite happy. That's sad. There's, there's a possibility there could be an extra space in defence. One problem that we've had, I think, Ryan Shotton isn't has been ill this week. Um, he was off training yesterday. He was, I was told he was probably going to be off training today, I'm not, I don't know if he's there, but he was hopefully back on Thursday. Um, so we'll find out tomorrow if he's back on Thursday, but you know, that might be another defender where he's not playing if he's still got this sickness bug that he's got. We've got Rogner to come back. We've got Rogner to come in, yeah. You never know, he might be placed on the bench room, so I'm not saying he's going to start, but, but yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't I would expect to see him until yeah. he's fully ready, in all honesty, though. Don't forget Craney. Right, in turn on Saturday. Uh, it's the first game of a run of 13 in 42 games. That's across uh, two days. It's three home games in a week. The longest, the longest we'll go in the next six weeks without a game is five days. Brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of games. No one's got a fixture pilot we've got. No one. No. So it's. it's what, why is our fixture pilot so much worse than anybody else? Because we're only mixed two, two Europe. Yeah. And we've got a rearranged game as well. So there's ah, three right. fixtures there. Which right. So there's, also, there's already an allocated midweek schedule, full schedule for the championship. Yeah. So yeah. that's and so basically every midweek is taken yeah. out so of the two Christmas. Yeah. The one that, we would have that, off the championship and throw one in anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's that Sheffield Wednesday game, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's filled in the gap. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, it's a busy schedule, but. I'm confident that we're going into it now at the right time in terms of the squad size we've got mm. and you can play with each other in defensive midfield. It's going to be Pardon? tough though. I think it's great that we've got so many matches. We used to play every day at school. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Gonna, certainly from a fan's perspective. but You're going to start a campaign to no, get no one's games wins at <clears throat> No one's wins at Latic. You listen to everyone you think, oh, a lot of players are wins. You know, they've said, oh, it's, it's a lot, it's demanding, but everyone's, you know, Kyle's used the word exciting. But... It, it is demanding, but what he's done is he's rotated his squad. Everybody's had a, everybody's been able to chip in, and everybody's been able to have a bit of a rest there and there. And it's perfect, yeah, perfect for a squad game. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Brighton in turn on, on Saturday, as just mentioned, and it's the first of, of the, that big run of games. And we've met Brighton ten times in all competitions. Well, in the league, we've not played them in any cup games. Um, we have four wins, Brighton's got the better with five and there's one draw. 
The first meeting was way back in 1987 on a bumper crowd at Springfield Park of 2,392. I was there that evening. I remember it well. Mark Hilditch scored and Chris, God rest his soul, Chris Thompson hit a, a brace as well. He, he passed away last year, I don't know if yeah. people remember that. After the game, both teams uh, stayed in mid-table. Brighton went up that season, they went up in second spot. So, good side. So, the last two meetings we've um, had the better off. We won 4-2 away at Brighton in the Championship in 2005 when we went up. And we won 3-0 down at the DW Stadium while JJB as it was then. And I was just looking at uh, the goal scorers for that, for that game when we won away at, on the 15th of March 2005. Was that on a Tuesday night? No, I don't think it was. I think it was a Saturday. I think it was Saturday because I, I didn't go and I remember listening to it on Wish. Um, Jimmy Bullard scored after two minutes, Lee McCulloch after four, and that was followed up by Teeley on 17, Jason Roberts on 34 minutes. So just half an hour gone and we're 4-0 up. One well, memory I've got Brighton, home game. And in 2003, I think it was. Or 2000, I can't remember what year it was. But um, we just signed Per Franson. Do you remember that? And he looked, like, he looked brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like a Premier League player in the Championship. And he's got his horrific injury against him. Like third or fourth game of the season. In fact, I might tell what game it was. Yeah, it would have been uh, the August one there, 2004. Did that end his career as well? Yeah. yeah did. So was I this against Brian now? Yeah, yeah, he played a ball, didn't he? And he got, he got a late challenge. Yeah. 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 I sticks in my head yeah. that, because I remember he had three games for us and he looked brilliant. Yeah. And everyone was thinking, hey, yeah. this guy could really push us up this season. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it was over like that. Yeah, I remember thinking about that challenge. It didn't look any different than those challenges that he just gets up and walks away from. But yeah, he was just, he was not, he wasn't dirty. He was just it was late though, wasn't it? Caught, he he'd already played the ball. Yeah, just, just a bit. Of, bit yeah. Of, Nothing, nothing no, it wouldn't have been dictated. Yeah. It's just it's George Young, yeah. precious footballer's last um, in terms of playing time. Can be. Mm. Gareth's got some stats for us on uh, Brighton. Pick the bones out of that. They started off pretty, pretty. Uh, they started off pretty badly actually. They, well, they played 15 games, won five, drawn six, and lost four. They're currently 11th in the table on 21 points, sat just behind us. They lost the first two, won the next two, three draws. A win, lost, draw, lost. And then they're unbeaten in the last four. Uh, they drew 0-0 at Yorville. 1-1 with Watford, which is a good result. They beat Doncaster away. 3-0 they won the last one against Blackburn. So they're on a good, rich run of form, really. Last four games. Like us. We'll come into it back to back wins. Yeah, the f- our mm. form is identical to those in the last is it? five games. Interesting, aren't it? Yeah. The guy that I work with who's a Brighton supporter, um, he's not looking, well, he's looking forward to the game, but he's not fancying their chances. I was speaking to the journal this week and he was like speaking to myself, he was just basically saying, you know, we're, they're really good in defence, solid in defence, it's taken them a while to click under the new manager, but we're just struggling to score goals, especially away from home. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> bring Could be an interesting <laughs> game. Could be absolutely <laughs> terrible. Because <laughs> up until Doncaster, they were the same as us. They hadn't scored for <coughs> a while away from home. But they had only. It was funny because they'd gone on a similar run to us in away games, yeah. not picking up any goals. Mm. But they'd drawn. They'd not scored in four games. Where we'd not scored in like ten in mm. the same sort of time period. So it shows how, how many more games we've played than them. Yeah, no, very good point that. Yeah, <coughs> but Kale Smith's been out since as well, hasn't he? He has been out, yeah. and they had the phantom goal. Well, the goal, not the phantom goal, the goal what should have stood, yeah. Watford, they would have lost oh, yeah. if that goal would have stood. And they didn't play brilliantly against Blackburn, they won 3-0, but they took the chances, Blackburn didn't take those. 
they've got quite a few injuries, haven't they? That, their top scorer, Ajoa, he's out injured for a while, and Kel Smith, and I think there's a few others as well, key midfielders that they've. So I keep hearing on the Football League show every time they're on, they're saying, oh, they've got injuries, and they've got a lot of injuries, and their assistant manager was on the other week saying, oh, you know, we've got lots of injuries, and when the bat will kick on. So, mm. so any manager who doesn't say that, <laughs> especially after draw or off, we've got a lot of injuries. Carson's uh, nearing full fitness, I've been told. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's missing out this weekend. Missing as well yeah, this weekend. He's, uh, he's close. Although he's not back training with uh, the, the goalkeepers, um, but he's, he's getting closer. The thing is, you don't need to push it there when you've got a, when the deputy's done such a job. Mm. See, this is where the pressure's on Nichols now, though, because you know he knows that Carson's on his shoulder. It's the way if he can keep a clean sheet this weekend, pull off a couple of saves, then the shirts are to be taken for Carson. Whereas if he you know, yeah. if he does mess up, then. Coyle's decision is going to be quite an easy one, isn't it? So this is a really, these next couple of games are massive for Lee Nichols in terms of keeping that shirt. I was talking to somebody at the club this week and they reckon that Owen Coyle's got a massive dilemma on his hands. Which way he goes with this one? Whether he yeah, brings Carson back in and... It's an interesting you know, one. Boise was saying the same this week. He said, you know, I, said, I don't know who you pick. He's, you know, he knows Carson's quite nervous. He sports him, he's quite nervous. And it's great though, isn't it? Because, you know, what would rather that than... Oh, he fell over again and conceded a goal. You know, I'll have to put him in this week. Bloody hell, mm. he's not scored in five, so we're going to have to drop him. So it's going to, you know, mm. it's nice to have the dilemma where he's been really good this season, he's been really good. Which one do I pick? Mm. Well, I, th- yeah. I think it's quite simple, isn't it? You know, Nichols keeps the shirt because he's done well enough to keep it. I don't think, I think if you've dropped him on yeah. the back of these last four games, mm. that, that sends the wrong message out that you d- no matter how well you do, yeah. my favourite's going back in regardless. I think that sort of sends the wrong message. That's what Mertens did last year, innit, when Ali went out and yeah, Joel, Joel came in and did well, so Joel took it. And then before him, when Kirkland got injured, didn't he? And then uh, Ali came in, I think he started against Tottenham. Oh, that's when we won, was it? Yeah. His first league game was against yeah. Spurs away, yeah. though, was yeah. 1-0. Yeah. And then, he, you know, Kirkland never get back in, so... <laughs> Kirkland had conceded 10 in the first... It's a good point. <laughs> <in game. laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that's the same the state with casting, because obviously we've only just signed Carson, he's not on, you know... But it's, uh, it's the way goalkeepers work, and I agree, completely agree, if he's, if he's playing well. Because, you know, he's, he's changed others around in the team when they've not played well, like Gene's been in out of the team when he's not done that well. <coughs> Callum didn't get many mm. games for a while, and then you know, it's the same up front, Holt and Fortuna, they've rotated a lot because Holt's not been doing that well, so yeah. Fortuna's coming and started, so he's got to keep it the same with the keeper. Well, it, it might, might be nice yeah. to have over the winter, obviously, because he might, he might want to rotate the keepers, you know, one playing on a Thursday, one playing on a Sunday, he might just sit to Nichols, you know, like if you play in Europe, Scott can play in the league, and switch it around and you know while you've got that option you might as well take advantage of it mm. it's a good problem to have isn't it completely yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good problem to have you know last year I remember we were struggling to think what defenders would use because we didn't have any yeah so that was the head out we had at the end and so. then what are we going to do when Ali comes back I reckon yeah, three of them three of them in January. he's not going to be fit for January I got told oh, it seems to be a longer and longer fit Ali's not he's not back training neither it's just yeah. Nichols and Hobbit training yeah. Yeah. going to struggle to keep three Quality keepers happy, aren't you? When there's one position. Mm. We just see how good Ali is when he comes back. He's obviously got a lot of time last season as well. I think you've also got to look at uh, how the season pans out. You know, if an extended European run, mm. and we're doing our right in the league, then there's that enticing uh, prospect of uh, going up into Premier League as well. So I don't think any any play uh, is really going to start slapping in any request. <clears throat> Excuse me for transfers. Right? Just going back to what you were saying, Barry, about it being a healthy position to be in. I think what you've got is, is, is now a situation where it should breed something in the dressing room, mm-hmm. where everybody is fighting for a place, mm-hmm. and that it means that when you're out on the pitch, you're going to give it 110 percent because you don't want to be the player that gets dropped. So there's that fear factor as well, and 
that, to a certain extent, breeds a positive feeling throughout the whole team, or it should do, which mm. should also then encourage performance, get some points in. Well, just a sort of little side issue, if I might mention, <coughs> like you've got John Bosho and Roger Spinoza, they've both got World Cup places to play for, so they'll want to be yeah. in that team, and they'll know that if they get the chance in Europe or on a Sunday or whatever it is, they know if they get in the team, they need to take it, because they know that their World Cup spot could potentially be up for grabs, and... I don't know if you've seen the um, the newspaper article last week about Callum Manaman. I was just going to mention that, yeah. If you read all you, if you believe all you read, then Manaman as well. Isn't it? I, that went one or two ways, though, I suppose. You know, you could say, well, if he's <coughs> playing well, I might get a shot, or it could go through his head. He's a young player, and we, we know he's, you know, he's emotional. Emotional, good way to use. So, you know, hopefully, I, you know, I think it could. I personally, I think it'll kick him on. I think he'll, it'll be a real thing that can be noticed. You'll keep going. And I tell you what. In terms of World Cup spots, they're all there for anybody to grab. I, 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 I anybody think, says. I don't think I'm from serious myself. I think when you, I when think did Jeff make his debut for England? There's a quiz question for you. What was it? Sorry. When did Jeff make his debut for England? What year? 1966. 66. Yeah, February 66. Mm. Said on a really crap ITV so that means whoever makes a debut next year will win the World Cup. <laughs> was that on, I didn't watch it. Was yeah. that on ITV? I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe all emotional guff in the way Jeff first. Oh, yeah. Bollocks, Going back to Callum McManaman, if I'm here for a second. Of course. I, for one, well, disappointed is the wrong word, but he's not hit the heights today. I know he had the in mm. injury in the summer and was mm. late to sort of get him to fitness, but he's not hit the heights that he did last season for me. Now, is that the way we're playing or. Well, Ed Jones mentioned it to me and Dan, didn't he? About Callum, he spoke about yeah. him saying that um, it was the injury, wasn't it, that he carried, and he had no pre-season, and it's taken him a while to get going. If you don't have a full pre-season in your belt, mm. it, it's going to take, take its effect, and it can take players you a got, while to get going. You've got to remember as well, like, he, he wasn't coming back to the same team he played in as well when he did come back from pre-season, he was coming back to a completely different team, you know, new defenders, a lot of new midfielders and new strikers to work with, so you know you've got to build those relationships again. And when he's a step behind everyone as it is, he, you know. But now's the time it's got to click. You know, you can only use that excuse for so long. Um, November, December now we're, we're coming into a really difficult part. He's really got to get his, you know, pull his finger out and and show what he can do because we know he's got it. And Dan read a quote. What quote? Well, yeah, a comment regarding McManaman about the difference between the Premier League and the Championship about how. Defenders are more willing to close fast wingers like McManaman down because to, to make up for the lack of skill, and they don't give you that sort of space to run into as they do in the Premier League. I can see where they're coming from with it. So it's a different game for him to play as well. He's playing a different game in the Championship than what he's playing. Yeah, but yes. yeah, I'm, I'm, you still just got to beat him, man, haven't you? Yeah, that, that was my overriding mem mem memory of the Blackpool game, for example. Every, on the first half, especially because he was right in front of us in the away yeah. end. And every time he came near us, two players straight on him, and he had yeah. nothing. So he could not do anything but at all. Same I, with McLean, I, I, I as well. McLean really struggled that game. Yeah, I, I ranted about that because I was annoyed because the easy thing to do is if you know you're going to get closed down by two players, you go in the corner, you drag them in the corner, you drop it back. Ben Watson fires it into the box. Jobs are good, and you drop it back to me. Somebody somewhere, if you you pull two men, somebody somewhere has got nobody on them. That's that's the difference between being a game changer and changing the game, isn't it? Mm. Someone who can come on. Somebody, somebody who knows the situation, who can read the game, 
and can think, right, this is not working in this particular situation for me. So how do I make it? How do I get the team to benefit? Mm. And it shows maturity. I don't think he's got that yet. I think, I think he's one of these who thinks, right, this is what my role is. This is what I've got to do. Mm. And until he actually gets some game time with the rest of the team on a regular basis, and I think this is the same for the rest of the team as well, is once you start getting a couple of games together on the boats, that's when you're going to start seeing a massive, massive improvement in the last. It looks a lot better and against Huddersfield. That was the, his best game for me this season, the Huddersfield game. Well, that's what you can see tweeted, didn't he? I thought they called him which game it was after. He said, you know, I'm building up my sharpness. And that's yeah. what you sometimes fail to yeah. get. Just because a player's fit doesn't mean he's sharp. and doesn't mean he's, he knows what's happening around him. You know, that comes with games. And yeah. He's had a bit of a run now, so hopefully, and with the World Cup incentive, if, it, if he believes it or not, hopefully in the this next month or so he can really kick on. Mm. I think we'll see that with Ramis as well when he comes back. I don't think he's going to be. Is he going to World Cup spot for Ramis as well? Oh, yeah, no, you know what I mean? He's, uh, I think he might take a bit of time. Yeah, to well, adjust. I mean, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You've, got, you've yeah. got to remember, you know, I, I devastate things in I mean, now <coughs> our, our lines are working. I mean, don't know about you, Baz, I know you're a firefighter, but you know, whilst we don't really get the injuries that they get, that can affect them working and can stop them mm. going on the usual line of work. Well, if I had six months away from my job just sitting at the side, and come back to doing my job, you, you know, you'd lose your rhythm. A bit, it's, so. it's it's not even just that. I mean, I I, I tweet me Neil ago and didn't snap it, just tweet it, and I could feel that for mm. like two or three months afterwards. And that's doing a job where I'm sat on my backside all day, not one that's actually where you're actually yeah. using and trusting that that joint. Yeah, there comes a point where you can use. <clears throat> let's say, for instance, it's an injury. You can use the joint. You can you can yeah. use your knee. You can you get fit. You can run. But can he run under match conditions? And then can yeah. he do it for the full 90? Twist and, and bend. And it's, it's that stretch. game time. You need that game time yeah. under, the, under, under your belt so that you know. It. And it, it's that confidence you get as well. Mm. You know, if you get the confidence in knowing you can actually get through a game situation, you then start trying other things as well. Trust. They, made it, they made a big deal of it with um, <coughs> Wilsh, didn't they? Well, that's the problem we're going to have with this Will Keane as well, isn't it? He's been out for a year. Mm. Yeah, you know, same that's injury. So, you know, is he going to be. What's he going to be like in a match? And I'd like us to move on to the referee for uh, oh, Saturday. Yeah, away. well, no. <laughs> it's something a bit different this time. Referee Ian Williamson is actually refereed us once before, back in 2003 when we travelled to Walsall in a League Division 1 game, which is now the Championship, and, and uh, we lost that night 2 0. The, the uh, interesting point about this guy is he used to play for Walton and Ursham of the Isthmian League and I don't know if you know I've heard of a punk band called Sham 69 yes, yes, yes. they actually took the name from that football club because ah, right. uh, somebody wrote on the wall Walton Ersham 69 it had faded and all that was oh, left right. was Sham 69 Jimmy Percy played in Wigan this year then yeah uh, no, no they did they oh at uh, cap mm. was it this year or was it even before I can't remember anyway they've done it recently well the dodgy vodka shop Yes. <laughs> if the kids are united, they will never. Yeah, they the sung that one. Yeah, they boys. Ocean boys. Hurry up, Harry, come <laughs> on. We're <laughs> going down the pub. Oh, yeah. no, he's dancing again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so fast so forwarded past the song. Oh, don't worry, that shit's not going to be up all. No, you can't beat him with a sham 69. You can when he's sung by Barry. Hey, I listen to this and back. I thought my voice sounded alright. I'm going to roll away the storm. 
Did they go and see him, Meg? Did I? Were they good? It was absolutely superb. Did they do Roll Away the Stone? They did, actually. Did, yeah. Could you see me doing the movie? I actually did think about you and I thought, hey, Barry has not heard this song for years. <laughs> <laughs> the way you were singing it, mate, and the way they were shaking the building with it. <laughs> Let's have some predictions then for uh, Saturday. What, the referee? <laughs> for the Brian game. Greg? 2 0 win. It's the first win I predicted in ages, that <laughs> Gareth? I'll second that, Greg. 2-0. Rob? 2-0. Jack? 1-0. Oh. Mick? 3-1. Batics. Paul? It's going to be called. And? 1-0 to us. 3-1. 3-1 to Wigan. Oh, the 2-0 with the majority. With the majority. Just like to finish off this week with, uh, I mentioned about Emerson Boyce. Went down to the soccer dome this week to meet him with a trophy uh, that had been suggested that we that were given by uh, some of the members on Vital Wigan website uh, and it was an absolute honour he is an absolute gent uh, for those who are not aware he made his 200th Latics league start uh, against Yeovil on the 10th of this month and it had been suggested that we give him something as a sign of appreciation for his commitment to the club over the time and he was genuinely uh, you you could see the humility in him when, when I give it to him and, he was, and the smile just beamed onto his face. And he tweeted really, a picture of it as well, didn't he? He's tweeted a picture today, yeah, and he's tweeted a, a, nice, uh, a nice message. <coughs> but I'd like to thank everyone at Vital Wigan for giving me this award. It's such a fantastic gesture and I am so proud and honoured to receive it. I think it's fantastic, that. Genuine club legend, isn't it? Genuine club legend. So, and he also promised me, so if you listen to this, Boise, he also promised me that in a few weeks, he's going to come along here and he's going to uh, uh, be a special guest on the podcast. So we'll wrap it up for tonight. So thank you, everybody, for your input. Thank you, Barry. You're welcome, Dan. <laughs> and it's a good night from me. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.